Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. Welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, uh, this is Rob Cedeno, joined by my co-host. Oh, whoa, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. It's B-I-V-I-A-N-S, for I am the one true, whoa, daddy of Bivians, I and C. And tonight... We gonna stay off the flow, cause tonight we on episode fifty four, oh daddy. Wow. Lord's love. Wait, you didn't talk about your championship. What's up with that's, that? That's true. That's true. Ah, oh, come on, bro. You just you gotta add that. The American icon, America's true champion, D I W F American champion, whoa, daddy. I'm what's best for America. You heard it. You heard it here first. Um, we also have a returning guest. Uh, the last time he was on the podcast was episode 12, the X-Men episode. If you listen to the podcast version, you probably didn't make it through it because the audio was so bad. But if you watched the YouTube version of it, it was a great discussion. And the audio and visual of the YouTube version of that episode is for phenomenal so we said we needed to have this guy back on with a good quality podcast version of the episode and today's the day we got dan back on the podcast whoa daddy what up dan thank you man feels good to be back man feels good to be back on the pod uh good to see you guys faces again it's been too long it's been a minute. It really has. Miss my brothers, man. How y'all doing? Good. How are you, Dan? How you've been since episode 12? Dude, I've been good. I've been chilling. Been working. You know what I mean? Keeping myself busy. Uh, yeah. How has life changed? Episode 12 was January 25th, 2021. It's almost been a full year. Yeah. Uh... Life definitely, life definitely threw me um, a lot of curveballs, um, a lot of obstacles, 
and uh, a lot of things to um, overcome. But, you know, thankfully I had a great support system, uh, people behind me that uh, cared about me a lot. And um, uh, yeah, uh, just been able to um, really progress for forward. I feel like um, per personally, um, in my own per personal journey, so um, that's pretty much what, what I've been doing uh, the past year is really just um, working on myself, really. It's awesome. Man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. I told you I was going to ask you this, so now I'm going to ask you because it's online. Okay. What has been your favorite episode of the podcast since you've been on? My favorite episode of the podcast since I've been on, I would definitely have to say was um, it was the wrestling episode. Like that first wrestling episode with Sean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the early days. You know why? Because like I myself not being um a wrestling fan, like to hear from you guys who are such big big fans of it, like I I feel like I learned so much in that episode. Um yeah. You gotta go back okay. and listen to our top ten or top five wrestling episodes with Jerome. Mm. Oh, Whew, that was a fun one that's for sure make sure kevin nash is not on your top yeah make sure yikes he'll According rip you apart to gotta put that disclaimer out there but you do have to remember to put kenny omega as your number one always uh, if you don't you know it's okay just saying yeah. so mr uh 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 dash what is it called what are we calling you now D-Dash Boy. D-Dash Boy. Yikes. I haven't I haven't heard that one. I didn't know that's what I was dubbed. But um No, honestly, no, I'm talking to Andy. Andy's D-Dash Boy. <laughs> oh, Andy's D-Dash Boy? Andy's what? Grubhub Boy? Was that what we calling that too? No, yeah. D-Dash slash G Hub Boy. Oh, G Hub. Mm, okay. I'm gonna make it. Nice. Actually left team D Dash and uh joined Team Lift, man. Okay. Oh. Yeah, switch up that 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 produce for the people. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, at first I was kind of like apprehensive because you hear people having horror stories with like Uber and Lyft and crazy passengers and you know all all types of things like that. But it's been the smoothest transition. Um, I never have to get out of my car. I never have to wait on a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for the most part, people are ready when you pick them up. They're grateful and appreciative, especially like driving um overnight and nobody can find a lift. They love you. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, yeah, no, nah, it's definitely it's definitely been a good business. Uh it's another independent contractor business, you know what I'm saying? So you get your money up front, tax-free, make sure you put a little something away towards the side, um, you know, write off all your expenses and all and all the rest of that. So the benefits are are great and obviously we all three of us come from a background of knowing how beneficial those benefits are so yeah there you go there you go i'm probably gonna catch heat with this next line oh god what to be more open <laughs> i don't know if it's just me but like every time i drop off to like some certain location that's sketchy as hell i'm waiting for someone to pop out and be like hey big boy come upstairs right what? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with Lyft, like that's a little easier to do because now you're seeing the people. Like it's not like you know, no contact. It's like all contact there. So you get some, you get some sketchy people like that. Cause 
Honestly, not really. You know what I'm saying? I maybe had maybe like a few like sketchy or CD customers. But the great thing about Lyft is that um you can rate customers mm-hmm. just like they can rate you. So like if I don't want somebody to be in my car ever again, I can just give them a three star rating or one star rating if you were really getting on my nerves. And then um yeah. Never yes. see that person again. See you. Smooth. Yes. So Andy, how's your week been since the last we've recorded? My week has been pretty uh pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. Um, you know, dashing, she helping, wrestling. She helping sounds really bad, actually. When you G hubbin. G hubbin. Um, no, it's been good, you know, trying to prepare for Christmas and whatnot. I think we're getting a tree uh, tomorrow. A lot of fun switching some stuff up. Uh, I started reading a new book called uh, I think it's The Voice of Knowledge, and it opened my mind to very different perspectives of life, mm. but very freeing, if that makes any sense. Um, What's the book called? It's hold on. Let me let me pull it up so I can give you the exact name of it. Uh, the first book that I read from the same author was uh, the Four Agreements. Dude, what time are you going in tomorrow? You could drop it off. Uh, oh, so you'll be there before me. So yeah, drop that yeah. shit off. I got you. Actually, it's in my car. No, ten a.m. So okay, yeah, way before me then. Yeah, so I'll I'll leave it at the office for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's the four agreements, and then the one I'm reading now is the voice of knowledge, and the one after that is the mastery of self, and it's all by Don Miguel. Uh, On Miguel. Don Miguel. Overview okay. is pretty much like when you're born, you're domesticated. Just like we get animals, and animals do something good, we tell them good boy, give them a treat. They do something bad, we punish them. Be like, no, don't do that. Us as kids, when we're born, you know, we have parents, we have teachers. They tell us, yeah, do that. You're a good boy. You're a good girl. Or no, don't do that. You suck at this. Then you grow up with that mindset or that seed, a.k.a. that lie of knowledge in your head that you suck at something or you're bad at something or you do something makes you bad. When in actuality, that's kind of a lie because it's not necessarily the truth, but it's the opinion of who told you because it's their truth. It's not necessarily your truth or the truth. So ever since I read that, that kind of opened my mind. So that's pretty much been my week. Wow. That's honestly, um, I like that because um my brother actually just started reading the four agreements. And one thing that he told me that really struck a chord with me was um never take anything personal when people say it about you, whether it's good or bad. Yep. Yep, because it's their belief and their beliefs will be projected onto you and they say it bad to you because that's what they believe but in actuality it's not necessarily true right and a lot of times too um i don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but people often they hide a lot of shade or like um uh crap talk and uh compliments you know what I'm, you know what i'm saying like they like to sneak that in there yeah you know i mean snake slither so um yeah even when people are saying like good things about you like don't take it um personal and kind of like look look who's saying what to you and why um yeah very important very important what about you mr robbie rob 
Uh, let me see. I can't think. Uh, my brain is broken. Um, <laughs> a whole lot of nothing, I guess. I, I mean, I mean, we'll get. I mean, the biggest thing of my week. I mean, we'll get into that on the news, but it doesn't have to do with me personally. Um, today we went to our wedding venue. And we uh, sampled appetizers, we sampled uh, desserts, and we sampled uh, meals and drinks and cake. What? And that was fun. Darkness. Darkness. Oh. Hello, Hello, darkness, my old friend. But it was pretty awesome. Uh, the food was fucking bomb. I was telling you in text, Andy. Dude, they... We got to pick like three flavors of uh, a cake. So we picked carrot, banana, and peanut butter chocolate. And mm. we're eating them. And I'm like, ooh, all three are mad good. Ooh, yeah, mad good. Right. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of the banana and a little bit of the chocolate peanut butter on the same fork. And that was heaven in my mouth. It was so good. And then we said to the guy, we're like, listen, I know that this is not one of your options, but is there any way you can make a banana peanut butter chocolate cake for our wedding? And he was like, yeah, I got you. And I was like, sold. Let's go. Bet. Let's go. Let's go. Right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, we, we I guess, uh, I don't know how it ended up in my house, but we got an inverter. A what now? You know those like those like beds that like you lay on and then it like puts you upside down. The fuck? You never seen that? No. <laughs> you lay on that puts you upside down. Yeah, it's like it's like this thing, and you like lay on it, and then it's supposed to tilt and put you up, and like your your head's down. It's not like a bed. It's like a it's like oh. a and it's supposed to help your like, back. Back stretcher gimmick where you like lock your feet in. Yeah. Then... Yeah. Okay. I think that it's called I think it's called an inverter. From Hey Arnold. I, I... <laughs> it came down. <laughs> Is it not called an inverter? I don't know. I don't know. It ended up in my house. I don't know. It's ours now. Don't know how it got here, but <laughs> now it's here. And it's blocking my Peloton. I'm angry about it. Amazon oh Flex. oh guys i actually had a really sad story i want to share yes. oh no we had what to happened? put we had to put taylor's dog down this week oh no and that was super sad um she was about eight um she had she was being weird and then um throwing up and stuff like not eating we took her to the vet they were like oh her spleen is like there's growth on their spleen, pancreatitis, kidney failure, like growth on her neck, like she was jaundice, like all these things, like everything. Oh like she had blockage in her intestines, like pretty much everything. And they were like, It's gonna be like five, six thousand dollars to to fix everything. It's not guaranteed it's gonna work. And if it does work, she'll be on medication her whole life and she might not get back to the same quality of life so we kind of you know we discussed it and it's like if 
the surgery wasn't guaranteed and the quality of life wasn't guaranteed and then medicine for the rest of her life. And again, I think the dog average lifespan was like 13 years, maybe. So maybe at most an extra five years. Mm. Um, and we kind of came to the decision that maybe it would be best to put her down um, just to save her the misery and stuff like that. And so we did that. And it's not that we didn't have the money, but it was just like, if, you know what I'm saying? If it didn't work, then, or if it worked and then she couldn't walk or anything. And another reason why we did that is because the, the lady that we bring banks for daycare, she had a dog, a uh, similar thing, um, but it's back legs. Something was back legs and it was, it got the surgery. They were like, oh, it's gonna, the dog's going to be able to walk again in a month or less. So they had to carry this dog outside to go to the bathroom. They had to hold it up while it goes to the bathroom, all that, for like a mo month. It turned from a month to two months to three months to four months to five months. This dog never got better. They paid $6,000 to get the surgery. This dog never got better. Not oh, even sure. like not even like a slither of better. Like this dog just was not capable of, of using its back legs. And after paying six grand, after six months, they were like, this dog has no quality of life. And they ended up putting it down. So, like, we discussed with her, like, do you think it's worth it? And she's like, well, you know, if the, if it ends up like this, quality of life, then you really spent the money for nothing because then you're going to end up putting the dog down anyway. Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah, it I like, like a tough one. Yeah. Have you ever had to put a dog down before? Or an animal down? No. no. It's traumatizing. Mm. I'll explain it real quick just because, like, I'm already here, and then we can, yeah. like, move out real quick. Okay, move out okay. real quick. So, like, there's a – well, the place that we went to, there was a two-step process. And the first step is, like, they give the dog a shot to numb its body so it doesn't feel pain. And the dog, Jackie, didn't really – she wasn't a dog that, like, licked people. And – for some reason, when they gave her the shot to numb her, her tongue just kept coming in and out. And then you could see her eyes kind of like get glassy. And then like she was super limp. And, you know, Taylor was holding her and she was really upset. And then like, so like you have this dog in your arms that are like not your dog, essentially. And then the second shot is just kind of like in the nicest way possible to kind of finish the job. So it was like... It was just weird to kind of see life as you know it to no life in like seven minutes. That's crazy. And it's like almost like you saw the life kind of leave her. And it was like really traumatizing. Like I still like, I don't know. I think eventually I'll kind of shove it down a little bit, but like it, the visuals was not the funnest thing. Right. Was. Yeah. Sounds like losing a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And like having to hold them and watch them go. Like you don't just get over that. Like you don't yeah. just go happy after that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you could see how I didn't mention that first because I kind of put it into the side because I was trying to like not pretend it didn't happen, but it's still. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. I hear you.
Anyways, okay, so uh, better than well, not really better note, well, better note than that, but not as great note. So let's go into the news, and as we always start with the news, on a better note, let's get the energy back up. That was a sad story. Okay, the news is we're going into Bitcoin Rob territory. So for those who don't know, today's topic is going to be with Dan here, Ethereum, NFTs, and maybe other crypto surrounding topics. But for the Bitcoin Rob segment, I'm just going to go like this, baby. Omicron is fucking up the markets, man. Omicron took it and was like fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Bomb. And everything crashed. Stocks, cryptos, everything. Bitcoin went from almost 60,000 to 42. Ethereum went from almost 5 to 41. That time token I was talking to you guys about last week or the week before, 9K to 54K. No, fit, no 9, 9K to 5,400 in like two days. Everything is like, I've seen things that are 15 to 70% discounted. And I didn't say crash. I said discounted because this shit's coming back up, baby. It happened on Black Friday. It happened this past week. It is, you know what it, what you know what it is? It's Santa Claus saying bye 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 instead of ho ho ho. Santa Claus is trying to get you some gifts this season. By the dip. Thank you, Santa. Get the dip. Get this gift. Santa's dropping dips in the um in the stockings. Oh yeah, into this. Mm, that was good. I like it. <laughs> The Bitcoin in my stocking, well, daddy. I'm going to North. Um, so that's it pretty much. I mean, we'll go into more crypto, NFT, Ethereum, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. I'm ready for that conversation. I'm excited for that conversation. So we're done with the crypto for now. We're done with the stocks for now. That was just a quick little this shit this week was shitty. Um I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I got my Spider-Man No Way Home tickets secured, locked in. I'm ready to fucking go, guys. Really? Yep. Nice. Did you get yours? That's Did a, you get yours? Dude, I didn't get mine yet, but that is that's another subject with the um with the NFTs that I, that I want to get into. I'm excited about that. Well, you could talk about Spider-Man right now. Dude, um cuz I know that they offered that pre-order NFT I was not eligible for it because I think it was only the first ten thousand. Dude, this movie is gonna be stacked. It's gonna be like Spider-Man, Endgame. <laughs> yeah, and I and the reason why I bought my tickets is because I heard that there was gonna be another trailer drop uh, mm. that was gonna happen that was gonna show the other Spider-Mans because they're still sticking. There's people that are sticking to this three Spider-Man theory, even though there's nothing to prove it yet. And I was like, oh man, as soon as they showed three Spider-Man on the trailer, these tickets are selling out. So I gotta grab them now. Did you peep the glove? The glove? Did you peep the glove in the trailer? I saw another spider web in the trailer coming from a different angle. I saw uh, a distinctive glove reaching for Mary J. When oh, I saw I saw that, I, but I didn't bro, I didn't think it was something else. Because the way that people are theorizing it is this. So you have Mary J doing the iconic Gwen Stacy-esque drop, right? Mm -hmm. You have that frame. Right after that frame, you see the Andrew Garfield-style glove reaching for Mary J. So people are basically thinking that it's like their little spoiler way of Andrew Garfield being able to 
redeem himself for letting Gwen Stacy die. I've heard that rumor. I heard that the rumor, what I, I heard the rumor that uh, if you look at that scene in the trailer, you see Ned is hanging from a pole. You see MJ falling. And then you see, um, you see, what's his face? Uh, Tom Holland jump to go save her. But my the theory I'm hearing is that um, Toby Maguire saves Ned. Tom Holland goes toward Mary Jane, and then Andrew Garfield will save ultimately save Mary Jane. And said, "I can't let this happen again." That's crazy. Oh, Which, that'll make for such a good movie. But did you see that the the trailer with uh, the big scene with uh, Sandman, Electro? and Lizard, and you see Tom Holland's going toward all three of them together, yeah. but he's, like, up here, but then Lizard's down here, and then he gets just, like, punched. Right. You so, like... like <laughs> but then, but then, but then I'm uh, hearing that these people who edit these, these, uh, movie trailers are so... It gets checked over by, like, hundreds of people, these trailers. They have to go through different processes, and they're like, there's no way that got out. Like, there's no way they made a mistake. Because they could have just edited his face. And now they're saying, maybe it's fucking Ant-Man. That would be interesting. That would you know be what I'm saying? Interesting thing, but I don't see Paul Rudd popping up in, in this movie. Uh, you never know. Like a, a major part. You never know. But, like, I don't know. Because Marvel likes to lie, too. Because they had Hulk and Wakanda in the Infinity War trailer. Did they? Yes. You can go back and watch that Infinity War trailer right now. Hulk is running towards Thanos with the rest of them in Wakanda, but Hulk makes no appearance um, at the end of that movie. Oh, because he's in the Hulk suit. Yeah. Oh, the Hulkbuster. Yeah, Hulkbuster. Yeah. So Marvel, Marvel will deceive fans just to pull off. Um, yeah, I mean their their theatrics, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, why would you have Lizard getting punched in the face by nobody? Just to have Lizard get punched in the face by nobody. I don't know. It's not going to be nobody, but they can't show it right away. They don't like to show their hand right away. All right, so let's talk about uh, Into the Spideyverse Part 1. You see how it was labeled Part 1? There's so many theories that's going on with Did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Across the Spider-Verse, but it says Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Really? I didn't see that part. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh. But what do you guys think? I, I mean, I'll give it quick. They're older, so that's cool. It looked like Gwen Stacy, this wasn't her first time like going between the universes. She seemed too comfortable with it. And it looked like the Spider-Man 1900 or whatever it was. 2099? 2099, yeah. yeah. Versus Miles Morales? And I was like, what is happening? And the guy who played it is reprising his role as Spider-Man 2099. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's Oscar Isaac, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. There's a there's rumor that apparently Miles Morales may or may not make his debut in the cinematic universe. I heard hmm. that too. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I feel like that's way overdue, though. Who would you fan cast? Oh, 
I think it would have to be a nobody. And when I say nobody, I'm not saying like, like just some slub, but some like no name actor, kind of like Tom Holland. Like he was, he was known, but he wasn't like known, and he just slipped right in. And it was perfect. If they do older, I would have to go with the kid who plays uh, Everybody Hates Chris, that played in Walking Dead. Mm. Okay, I'd go with I'd... the kid from Stranger Things. Oh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's used to... Yeah, dude, look. It says right here. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Mmm. Ooh. I'm That's excited. Gonna... Yeah. I'm excited. Well, the first one was was fantastic. Oh, dude, yeah, it was so good. Some of the best special effects that we've seen in movies in a while. Some of the best cinematics. Oh, that's only because, period. That's only because you know, they had fun making that. Stan Lee was in every every scene. <laughs> and, and, but you know what's funny too is that the same Post Malone song that he's like dancing to and jamming to in the first one, he's still jamming to and, and rocking out to the second one. And this is like ten years later. Because it was hype. <laughs> that's what I made mean, the movie. It's a good song. I mean, I like yeah, that's how you think Spider Man into the Spider Verse. You don't think Post Malone. That's true, because that song is like played throughout the whole movie. Wait, where does it say that it's ten years later? I'm just assuming because he said he was in college. He said his dorm, but he um he had a dorm in the last movie. That's the thing. He goes to like a special uh, like yeah city because I was thinking too like all right he's playing that song from the last movie at the end of the last movie he hears Gwen's voice yeah I don't think this is 10 years in the future I think this is like 10 minutes there is no because you could see that his hair is his hair is longer and he's taller and her hair is longer and she's taller I'm getting confused by the Spider-Man game and enter the Spider-Verse really I'm mixing the two because at the end of the Spider-Man game for PlayStation, he goes to Peter in his dorm room. Spoilers. To the, um, to the ceiling. He's like, yo, look what powers I got. And Peter's like, oh, word. And P- Peter jumps up, sticks to the ceiling. Oh, we had a yeah, lot of Yeah, that's the game. That's not Spideyverse. But that's what I'm. That's when you when you said like dorm room. That's the scene I was thinking. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to oh, think. No. Uh, is there any other nerdy nerdy uh, pop culture new stuff? Pop culture. Trying to think of things that like. I know Halo's coming out this week. The new Halo. Yep. That's gonna be cool. Yep. Uh, Chucky just finished. They announced uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Adam Adam Page for uh, Winter's Coming. That's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, see they're making a Harry Potter movie. Oh, I did see that. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. There's a new movie coming out. Yeah, that's a prequel, right? No, it's a um, it's a sequel. Oh. Yeah. They're doing a prequel, though. I think I saw a Haggard. They're doing doing a Dumbledore prequel. Oh, Dumbledore. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a Dumbledore prequel. 
damn, just when you think that shit's over, it comes right back. Never. It's a friend. It's a franchise. That's true. I mean, it's going to be like Fast and the Furious 27. 46. And it's going to be like Doctor Who with wizards. Whoa. It's going to go on forever. (laughs) Whoa. It's about to be like Fast and the Furious and Nick's birthday. 89. Oh, Nikki's Nikki's birthday was this week. Uh, B. Rent. Happy birthday. Today is his birthday. The draw. Happy the birthday. Draw. Yeah. Trying to think. Uh, oh, uh, the baseball season, MLB, is in a lockdown because they couldn't yeah. come to agreements uh, on the new player association rights. So they are locked down. And I would say, oh, all these players got signed and all these players got traded because there were some big names signed. Uh, Matt Scherzer signed with the Mets. Whoa. Um, but it might not matter if they don't play the fucking season if it's on lockdown, bitches. Lockdown, bitches. Yeah. It sucks. Um. Um. Let's, I got two questions for Andy before we jump into our Ethereum and NFT discussion. Oh, bring it on. Whoa. the daddy. How's your passport, boy? I couldn't think of anything uh, funny to say to that. <laughs> I was going to say passport. Yes. Yeah, no. It's just not there. Um, it will be. It's not now. And the most important question, because next week, Next week, next week, we have our office revisited slash trivia to fuck with Andy because he took his sweet ass time to watch The Office. (laughs) What? He took such a long time watching The Office that he's actually frozen right now. And the face, I got to take a photo of this. This, stay frozen, stay frozen. This is the photo of someone who took a long time to watch The Office. You see this face? You see it? <laughs> He's still frozen. This is so funny. All right, I'm yeah, going to send him the Andy right now for my screen. Oh, That's man. Great. Here, look. I'm going to send him the photo. <laughs> and he's he did this on purpose. Oh, he... He's left. <laughs> He left. <laughs> what? He left what because life? he knew. He knew I was gonna give him a hard time about the office. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> you see that, dude? That's crazy. Oh man! Let's see if he comes back. All right. Oh, Dan. Dude, did, you, um, did you guys check out Shang Chi? Did you talk about it on the pod already? Uh. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah. That was the first uh, movie I saw post COVID. It kicked me out. Yikes, dude! The post credit. The po- I just saw Shang Chi maybe like a week ago. That post credit scene has so many gears turning. Oh yeah, I have not seen uh, Venom or Eternals yet. Neither have I. 
Yeah, but I heard that the post drop on Disney Plus. Well, Venom's not coming to Disney Plus, unfortunately. Yeah, Eternals is though. Yeah, but yeah, the, Venom I'll probably buy through Google. Uh, but the post credit scene of Venom, I spoiled it for myself because I didn't want to wait. Plays a big role coming into uh, Spider Man. Mm. Even though, because what bugs me out is that um, there's no Vulture coming up in this movie. That we know of. We haven't seen any Vulture or Scorpion uh, footage yet. Um, Vulture is in the Morbius movie. He's in the trailers of the Morbius movie. Of the Morbius movie, but not this upcoming um, Spider-Man movie. Not yet. They're talking about the Sinister Six, so... I wanted to see Craven in this movie, if we're being honest. I think he might be the first villain of the new trilogy because they did say that Tom Holland is going to do another three. Really? Yeah, I feel like he might be the first or the second villain uh, in one of the upcoming three movies. So is he about to have like some of the most runtime in the MCU besides RDJ? Seems that way. With six, six of his own movies and all the other movies that he's cameoed in. Yeah, because apparently he's going to cameo in the next Venom movie. Or Venom's going to cameo. I don't know. They were definitely talking about a Venom-Spider-Man crossover. And if they do a Sinister Six movie, which I'm hearing that they might, he obviously might be a part of that. Plus, the Morbius movie is looking like it's leaning to have Spider-Man in it because it's showing like Spider-Man's on the on like the walls and everything and like the graffiti and then the fact that Vulture's in it. So it's the same universe apparently. Boom. Plus, you got to think any future Avengers movies he's probably going to be in it. I'd love to see uh Venom in like a Midnight Suns type movie. Okay. Who's yeah. in the Midnight Suns again? Like Blade, uh, Punisher. Uh, I want to say, hold on. The real name is Johnny Blaze, but the superhero name is the Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider, yep. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Um, yeah, all those like dark, like anti-heroes. Well, there's ways that that can come in because I was listening to some uh, like theorist guy on mm-hmm. TikTok, I think, and he was saying that. With Morbius coming in, he's a vampire. And Blade mm-hmm. kills vampires. So that can incorporate Blade into the Spider-Verse. You know, that, that would be a reason that why they kind of connect. Then um, somebody was saying that for Ghost Rider, it could be something like when all of these villains come into the new thing, like yeah. into the into the universe he can almost see them as like spirits that don't belong and look at them like like kind of like ghosts or like you know you know how he fights like demons and stuff so he he can look at them possibly as like beings who don't belong in this universe and goes after them so that would incorporate ghost rider and blade and then with moon knight coming in and apparently the guy who played the Punisher for the Netflix series, he is 
coming back, and so is uh, Daredevil. Yeah, the street level heroes are about to get stacked, which is I feel like that'll add a good balance to the MCU right now because you've got a lot of like overpowered cosmic mystical uh, beings and heroes. Uh, yeah, but that's why I like. Uh, have you been watching Hawkeye? I saw episodes one and two. I haven't seen episode three yet. Okay, I I've watched three, but I like it. Um. Because it is that. Like, Hawkeye series is basically exactly what you said. There's so many cosmic beings, like, people that go intergalactic, like, Miss Marvel, Eternals, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, stuff like that. Like, all those characters. Um, And now... His internet shut up. And now... You got Hawkeye, who doesn't have powers, who's just walking around New York City, basically saying he doesn't have powers, basically saying he's just kind of like a person... So it kind of builds that it's like working toward the storyline of just like a regular Avenger. Yeah. So it's cool how you can go into like all these different planets and then be able to come back to Earth and just one, like just New York City. And then like even Shang-Chi, like at first you're like, oh, he's just like a regular, he's like a regular dude. And then he's like in this fairy world and then he comes back to powers. And then like that bean in the ring is like beeping to bring other people in. And you're like, what is happening? So again, that's a character you think is just a regular dude who's just like strong and trained to now he's inter- intergalactic. Shang-Chi was like the best version of what Iron Fist should have been. Agreed. Yeah. I think Shang-Chi was one of the better Marvel films. It was really good. It was really good. Their typical format of um, high-speed chase fight, yeah, I mean, is almost, like, readable at this point as far as, like, the choreography. But um, it was still good. Hmm. I agree. All right. So it looks like Andy might not be coming back. Mr. Bivians is having technical um, difficulties. So, why don't you and I move toward the main topic? Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, the main topic, we've been going for a little bit now, but it's okay. We can keep talking if yeah. it goes, if it's a long conversation, a short conversation, don't matter. Uh, the main topic is NFTs, Ethereum, crypto in general. Uh, Dan picked the topic, so we're going to let you lead. I'll talk. We'll we'll discuss. You got questions? To talk in general. Let's go. Dope man. What made yeah. you What made you decide on this topic? We could start right there. What made me decide on this topic? Number one, uh, definitely you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like your wealth of not yeah man. Your wealth of knowledge of like um crypto investing. Um, always like looking towards what's happening in the market and futures. So I'm like. Uh, once I started looking into N- NFTs, um, Ethereum, what it is as a platform, what DeFi is, what DApps are, um, and just like how beneficial it is to be able to move money um, in that space um, without Turn being yourself, Andy. and without needing a bank. Oh, Andy's back. Yeah, back there you better go. than ever. Oh, nice. yeah, nice. yeah. I'm so. Back. Um, you know, aside from like the the big financial products that we talk about, like um, ins- insurance, le- lending, um, you know, earning appreciation from like staking and stuff and stuff like that. 
Ethereum is so dope because of what you can do with NFTs. So like we were talking about like the movie tickets earlier, like imagine just being able to buy your movie ticket as an NFT and then they can like scan your uh, movie ticket movie ticket with like AR technology or whatever to prove that, you know, you bought it and you have this seat um, in this, in this movie theater. Yeah. I mean, but like it gets deeper than that. You can use it for like um, identity. There was this one dude that um, he sold his, an apartment as an NFT. How did that work? So there's this dude in Ukraine. Um, and apparently he sold like it's a picture of the apartment um and it's also an it's also an nft but the nft has the ownership information for the apartment so they sold it to an american based llc and then they were able to sell that to another individual to buy the physical space um oh uh, okay interesting yeah that's crazy so now imagine a world where like um you can deed your house that way. You have that like digital doc document of this is the house information, this is the tax information, you know, you know what I'm saying? This is the plot the plot of land, land all, all the rest of that and like you deed it digitally to your child without having to go through like the state or the bank. Yeah. I actually use the example whenever whenever anyone tries to kind of like ask me what an NFT is. I say the simplest way is like when you buy an expensive watch, right? They give you like that paper of authenticity or whatever. Mm -hmm. So think of an NFT in the same way that you just said in a, with a physical and a digital aspect to it is that if you own the watch, you get an NFT of the watch. So if let's just say someone were to uh, steal your watch but you still have the NFT that is like the property, like that is showing that you own the watch and right. they go to, and they go try to like sell it on the black market. Like eventually you'll be able to trace that watch back because it's, it's attached to your ownership. And so, okay. so stuff like that, like if you want to sell a watch legally, <clears throat> then you actually sign over the NFT to show like, I don't know if it's like one out of a hundred ever made kind of thing. So like I could see the same thing going with cars, you know, like how some cars are worth like is some buco money just because it's one out of 200 or one out of a thousand. So at least now you have the car plus the actual NFT aspect of it to show the value in the, right. in the digital market. Um, but you probably programmed like the car facts into the NFT. Yeah. Like the previous owner history, verify the VIN number and all the rest of that. Like you said, even with the watches, like say you're the person that wants to buy the watch. And you want to make sure you're not getting ripped off or whatever. Okay, well, let me see the NFT. Let me see if it matches the serial number on the watch. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, like, get rid of all those scammers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could do that with Louis Vuitton bags. They can do it with, like, fucking sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go to try to find a uh, buy a pair of, like, Yeezys on fucking eBay, 97 <laughs> to 99% of them are all fucking fake. So yeah, even behind your, your Funko Pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. those anybody can 3d print a funko pop and like probably try to buy some finagled box and put it in and sell it for buku money if it's rare but like yeah. show me the nf show me the nft yeah it's um, like almost like show me the proof yeah exactly yeah 
Yeah. So like that's definitely one aspect of NFTs. Like it's still so early. Like right now NFTs are so fucking early um that it's just it's it's so yeah. it's so confusing. Like NFTs are so confusing cuz right now the popular NFTs um are one of two things. And it's kind of adapting going through. At first, NFTs were very much almost like a profile picture. Like you were literally paying for a profile picture that you can use on social media, but they were like one out of 10,000 or one out of 1,000. And it became like something so silly that a profile picture, you literally can't do anything else with it, anything else, but use it as like a photo. But they're going for the, like the, the crypto punks. These fucking little like pixelated guys and girls were going for like $400 when they first came out. And again, a lot of people would be like, $400 for fucking like digital fucking person that has no other value at all? Why would I spend $400 on that? And now, little do they know, and I was one of them, to go, why would I spend $400 on that? To be like, wait, they're worth a million and a half a photo? They're a million and a half dollars for one of these fucking JPEG. Like what? You saw so <laughs> You saw how like it, uh, it boggles the mind. Someone smartened up Rick Ross about it, and they were like, "Yo, you gotta get into this NFT game." And literally, they just took a picture off of someone else's cell phone of Rick Ross's chain, put it up as an NFT, and it sold for like millions. Literally within like two hours, three hours. Absolutely insane. You see what you did? You see what uh, Tory Lanez did? Oh, with his album. Yeah, yeah. A million yeah. in six minutes. Okay, think about that. That right there is a huge <laughs> thing. No, but seriously, it's think smart. about that. Think about what you just said. Okay. Imagine this. Okay, we're going to a whole imaginary world. This is how powerful NFTs can be. Let's just say there's like I don't know what TikTok artist. They're not signed, nothing. But let's just say they 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 made their following to three million people, like organically, no no record labels, nothing. And they say, "Hey guys, I want to fund my first album, but I don't want to go through a record label." They could literally do a pre-order of let's just say 10,000 albums as an NFT, like the guy that you just said. They could put it as like $100, $200, sell it out, pay for their pay for the studio to get the record out, to, to do all that stuff, right? Then those 10,000, let's just say 10,000, will get not only the, the first to get the album, but now because you own the NFT, that artist at any point can go, hey, I'm going to drop ship everyone who owns that NFT a free signed copy. Or uh, anyone who owns that, that NFT, I'm going to give you a thank you. And uh, whenever I come into your town on tour, you get a free ticket because you, you, you hold an NFT, which just shows that you are one of the first 10,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, now artists. But now about this. Well, artists yeah. can now fund their dream to be a big artist without having the 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 shackles of a record label. 
What? Yeah. Unheard of. Unheard of. But now with the um with the smart contract technology that's built into um Ethereum, because it's um verifiable and traceable back to you, yeah, yeah you know I mean, just like um just like the chop.com system, um you always get commission credit essentially. You could so now it. let's say they just sold it for a dollar. Let's say they sell the EP for one dollar, right? There's only ten thousand copies of it out, like you said. So now once it starts to get worth more money and that customer sells it to somebody else, the artist still gets a commission of the album. For That's every sale. Yeah. yeah. That's never happened before. Mm-hmm. If you like it. back in like back in the day, if you went out and bought a Lincoln Park album, right? And then your friend is like, oh my God, that's amazing. I couldn't get to the uh store to buy, blah, 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 blah. Like they want to like buy it from you or whatever after you're done listening to it. Um, you don't have a way to burn it or whatever. I don't know. But like Lincoln Park doesn't get that after sale money mm-hmm. of you selling like a, a record to your friend. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like Marvel doesn't get after sale money of you selling a comic to your friend, but now they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about it like in that aspect too. Like think about, you know, the the Slim Shady LP or the Marshall Mathers LP or um, any of the artwork that was on some of these albums back in the day. Imagine if you had NFTs back then and every artist say like now going forward starts putting their their album covers out as NFTs well eventually you're going to get to an age where you have people and kids who are looking back at those album covers as nostalgia what's going to happen the price is going to go up the people who own those NFTs are going to go up Um, it's just it's a big space for so many different artists now to actually get their name out there with their fans, but also actually kind of like make a living eventually down the road. Think about, think about this real quick. Imagine movies being like that. So instead of movie studios funding, let's just say Spider-Man, no way home. Right. Let's just say that the studio was like, nah, we don't want to spend the money on it. And they did a NFT funding round. And they basically said, hey, the movie's going to be two hours and 36 minutes. You can buy a minute of the movie for $10,000. Let's just say, let's just $10,000, right? Like that's like two Ethereum, which in real life, people are spending more than a two Ethereum on a lot of things. So let's just say one minute of the movie is two Ethereum, right? But when you buy the minute of the movie, you get royalties. As the person who funded the movie, you are now going to get royalties of said movie. Now, every time that movie gets played on TV, Netflix, Hulu, blah, 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 you're going to get something for just owning that one minute. And since the movie is only 2 hours and 36 minutes, there's a limited amount of minutes that could be owned. Now, let's just say you own the minute. Let's just again, I'm, I'm, let's say you own the minute of when all three Spider-Mans first come into the movie. Now, do you think that one minute is going to be worth more than like the opening credits? Oh, absolutely. So now you have a more valuable piece of that movie, which then you might have bought it for 
to Ethereum. But that one scene then gets clipped and put on and gets put on commercials YouTube, or or YouTube first, or on, yeah. on, on late night shows, on on whatever the case may be, and because you own that one clip, you're getting more royalties. And now that one clip is going to be more valuable. So you flip it from two. You you bought it for two Ethereum. Now you flip it for ten, and then that's just how it rolls. Crazy! That's you. Imagine that's owning you Luke. I am your father. That's exactly my exactly. Oh, the forget point. about it, dude. <laughs> eventually, eventually, I think that's what they're gonna do. I think eventually they're gonna go to the old movies and they're gonna offer them as NFTs. Because I think if I'm correct, Pulp Fiction. I've heard. I heard this. Pulp Fiction apparently has a deleted scene that never made the movie. It's a scene that never was released, and I guess uh, Quarantino, right, made the movie. He said he's offering mm-hmm. that scene yeah, as an NFT. Yeah, Tarantino, sorry. Uh, he's offering that scene as an NFT. So now, let's just say you have this scene that has not been seen by the public. You own it as an NFT. So now if you release that for any reason at all, you are now going to get – if you put it on YouTube, boom, you get all the royalties. If someone tries to steal it, and that's a good thing like you said, the smart contracts. Let's just say someone goes and d- downloads it off of YouTube and tries to carry it as their own. You now could sue them because now they're stealing your property. So now that's going to cut down on yep. theft and copyright shit. It's going to cut down on all that shit. Do you have any like rare wrestling posters? I have rare comic books. Yeah. Because what I was no, thinking for too. was like this, because Andy has a couple different personalities. And I'd imagine that some wrestling posters are probably worth a lot of money. What if you could release your different like personalities as like wrestling NFTs and then once you retire, that personality is worth a shit ton of money. That's true. That's yeah. very true. The Dark Archer is probably going to go up. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. even think about it in the sense of, uh, oh my God. Just kidding. I think I lost my thought. But, but yeah, no, like so even much. like what you said, again, you know, you're going to get to that age group where a lot of stuff is like nostalgia so like if you're thinking wrestling posters thinking of like the no mercy poster with austin and vince where you have like the grayed out background or you know the royal rumble poster from when they were all in new york and they have the subway scene or you know any of the wrestlemanias uh you can put posters out for nfts but like i think it's really good for just artists that are just trying to get you know, there's stuff out there now that will eventually take off later down the road. And again, it it's even good for, actually, it's best for comics, if you think about it, because a lot of yeah. comic covers can be NFTs. Mm-hmm. Not only to mention, there's a bunch of comics out there who are issue one that are going for millions of dollars right now. You turn mm-hmm. that bad boy into an NFT, the physical comic is still going to be a million dollars. It's not going to change its value. But the NFT will also grow because, you know, if you can't get your hands on the physical comic, you're going to get your hands on a digital asset instead. Both of them are still going to continuously grow. So it's cool for the artist of today now thinking long, long haul terms, you know, whatever they put out now, they throw out into an NFT years down the line, you know, maybe they become Picasso, boom, their stuff grows. Like, 
it's kind of insane. Like when you think about the stuff that you can put as an NFT now, I think the coolest thing is like, I know Gary V does this. It's like his NFTs, dude, I knew about them when they were like 50 bucks each. And now each of his <laughs> NFTs are like 15 Ethereum. 15. Yeah, it's insane. That's like $40,000 for one. And I knew about them when they were like 50 bucks. But he talks about it all the time. He's like, he goes, yeah, right now, let's just say my NFTs have no value besides that they just have my name attached to them. But he goes, because it's smart contracts, I know exactly who holds them. He goes, I can literally just go, hey, for all of the people who hold my NFTs, you instantly get free tickets to my next event or an event coming to your area or or um if there's 4000 NFTs that are Gary Vee NFTs he can go okay i'm going to do a random draw of one of one prize of the random 4000 people who own my NFTs that i will fly you out to new york city to have lunch with me and talk to me about anything just for holding the NFT. So like there's really unlimited different yeah. like values because it is smart contracts and they can literally just randomize something, go, all right, Dan, you own one of my NFTs, you won. I'm going to fly you out. Like there's just so many different options with that. Um, um, but one thing that I'm still kind of wrapping my head around is the metaverse NFTs. Like starting to sound like Mega Man. It's wild. It's like it's almost like it's almost like Ready Player One. Like if you go onto the Sandbox or or Decentraland, right? You can actually go buy plots of land in either the Sandbox or Decentraland that you now own forever, and Which you is could nuts. and you could put whatever you want on there or whatever, anything like that, and you could decorate it and do or charge rent or like dude there's there's like casinos in the sand in the sandbox and decentraland there's like parks and parties that you can bring your little avatar in and somebody owns that casino like someone literally owns that casino just like a regular casino in vegas someone Insane. owns the nightclub someone owns the bar someone owns that park you're going to like things in the metaverse are already being owned as nfts i saw i follow a page that talks about this I'm not even joking. They said they bought a fucking tree. A tree. Like a fucking digital fucking tree in Sandbox for 1.5 Ethereum. So about six grand. They bought it two or three days ago. It is now worth four Ethereum. A fucking digital tree that they can never touch. What drives up the price of this shit? What because everyone, everyone's price? trying to get into the metaverse. It's supply and demand. That's all it is. Of what? Of of <laughs> things. A digital fucking tree. <laughs> but I think insane. I think that I think if I remember correctly, they said this was one of two of this digital certain tree. So it's the supply and demand aspect of just being like, okay, real quick. Think about it like a video game. Like, think about it like this, like a Call of Duty, right? Like, let's just say, because we all know Call of Duty, right? Let's just say, in Call of Duty, there is a golden gun that if you even shoot it, even if you have shitty aim, as long as, like, you got five feet on each side, 
the gun has magical powers that when you shoot, the bullet finds the person. Oh, he's going 007. Right? So let's just say there's something like that, but there's only five right. in the whole game. Those five are NFTs. Right? So let's just say the day one, day one of the game, all five drop. Let's just say three out of five of them go, you know what? I'm not really into the game anymore. I got it. I got lucky with the golden the golden sniper rifle, whatever it is. I paid one Ethereum for it because I wanted to be the top gamer of the Call of Duty. I don't really want to play Call of Duty anymore. I'm going to sell it. Now, if ten fucking plus million people are playing Call of Duty and there's only five of these fucking things, do you not think if they spent one Ethereum, now that gun is now available again, that's going to sell for 10. There's only five. And that would make, basically make you a god in the game. And it's not cheating because they sell it. Now, let's just say again, in a year from now, the game is so popular and everyone's trying to get one of these guns. The last one sold for 10. Next time it's sold, selling for 15 Ethereum. The next time it sells for 20. The next time it sells for 30. Wild. Think about that. They can do that for skins now for Fortnite. That's pretty much what skins are. The emotes are basically like Ethereum, but in in Fortnite money. Yeah, but they, they do don't have, have a they don't have a limited supply of the skins though. That's the only thing. That's true, but it's almost the same concept. If you think about it, you have to use your money to purchase Fortnite money, aka crypto, to be able to obtain the purchase of skins. Yep. Same thing. You got to use your money to obtain ETH to have a certain amount of ETH to be able to purchase your NFTs, and then you have your NFT. And so I guess it's, that's where the um, that's where the burning and the having come comes into play in the uh, crypto economy is uh, creating like that scarcity, so that they there's not an unlimited supply of like funds to buy these things. Pretty much, and that's why Bitcoin is top king baby because they have a 21 million supply no no more bitcoin can be created after the 21 million supply is done and a lot of people fucked up in the beginning so it's really like 16 million bitcoin total so imagine holding one of 16 million <laughs> when there's like 4 billion people on this earth facts and if you think one that big businesses and banks are going to own more than one so let's just say big businesses, banks, governments, all that shit take, I don't know, 10 million out of the 16 left. Now you got 6 million Bitcoin left for the population of 4 billion. That's what drives the price. That's crazy. It's funny because it's funny you brought up the whole gaming idea, though, because now that like I'm thinking about it, like. They could do something like that in the future where they create a game that could all be based off of crypto, all be based off of ETH and have NFT loadouts, so to speak, you know? Bro, what was the whole point yeah, of Ready Player One? Of, uh, Black yeah. Mirror. But yeah. like, literally, yeah. what was the Both whole of point of Player One? Was to find the golden egg thing. One key or one golden egg. And how many people were going after it? Yeah, it was only valuable because there was only one, and everybody was spending money to get the glove, to get the suit, so that way they can power up, so they can get to it. And same concept. 
We're going digital, baby. Everything digital. Yeah. Everything digital planned where you can sell digital goods. Dude, there was an, I'm not even kidding about this. There was a digital yacht sold in Decentraland, I'm pretty sure, for $2.4 million. Is that million or billion? Million. A yacht. Yeah, because there was a, I saw a plot of land sold there for like $2.93 billion. Billion? Yeah, some stupid number like that. I know that there. Are, if you go look at the Decentraland, this Decentraland or the Sandbox like map, you'll see that there are businesses like Nike and Binance and like a bunch of other companies <clears throat> that have bought like a chunk of land, not just like a square, but like a thousand squares to make it so that if you look at the map, their their logo is is like right there. That's you know what I don't for that. What if it becomes like um, great adventure for kids that can't go outside? It could be, yeah. It's, like it'll be, be all VR. Like a virtual reality, like you can go inside a virtual reality Hogwarts and they can like walk around and like do all types of um, crazy shit. Or like, yeah, you know I mean, they can be in like fa- Fast and the Furious, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Or in like, um, you know, like swinging with Spider-Man, you know, shit like that for like, um, like make a wish kids or like ki- kids that um can't go on rides because of like um uh 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 disabilities and things of that nature like oh, think about happen. it bro I see that happening as soon yeah. as as soon as facebook said we're now meta and they that little like display of like the oculus and how zuckerberg was standing there and all that shit all of those coins sandbox the central line all of those um Meta universe crypto coins, Andy. Oh, what are you doing? Um, all of those popped off, bro. All of them, all of them. Because again, whether or not people want to admit it or deny it or hate it or push it away, that's the future. Think it just makes unfortunately, it makes things so much easier, but it's also going to kind of fuck the world like Wally. Um, if it's not done right. But again, just like you said, the make-a-wish thing, right? Let's just say there's a disabled kid who can't leave his house. He could throw on fucking an Oculus or a VR set of whatever sense. I mean, Oculus is the best one right now. He can then, Tom Holland or Spider-Man can also hop on it. And instead of leaving the celebrity or the football player or the sport, whatever, whoever they wanted to meet, instead of them leaving their house... Especially during COVID times, yeah. they could just go on the VR and just be the same thing. Yep. Yep. That's pretty sweet. And you think right now, if you look at the Oculus, they have it's like controls, right? You don't think mm-hmm. that they had the fucking power glove for Nintendo at nineteen eighty like eighty five. You don't think they're gonna make a whole new age like power glove that you're gonna that- fucking put on and when you touch it touch things, <clears throat> you actually feel it in your fingers? They have haptic gloves like that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, for virtual, for VR? Yeah. So you're telling me, like, let's just say John Cena wants to go meet a kid, and the kid's like, oh, my God, are you really there? I can't feel you. And John (laughs) Cena's like, boom, look, I just touched you with my glove. And now the kid feels it, and John Cena feels it, and it's, like, real? People are never going to leave this shit. 
Oh, hell no. They're just going to stay in that one spot. Why would they? <laughs> it's instant right. access to everybody they can't get close to. But then that's why, like, you know, you have um, you have the creepy aspect of it, too, with art imitating reality. So, like, it started with The Matrix, and then you have movies like Inception, um, even Pixar movies. Um, you ever seen WALL-E? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We can end up in WALL-E real quick. Right. Real sure quick. Right. Yeah. It definitely, we'd have to figure out a way to not... <laughs> But I mean, if you want to go to conspiracy theory, I know there's plenty of people that we know that that think that way. Like, you can go, well, this is what the government did the whole time. They make COVID so we don't leave our house, so we can go into the VR reality, so we can just sit at home and just live in our goggles and not really interact with people in real life anymore. And that's what they want to do to control us to keep us in, like our Ready Player One, and they're gonna stack our houses above each other, and we're not even gonna realize it because we're gonna be in the virtual world. And it's like, calm down. What? Well. <laughs> I mean, you guys remember. There's some merit to the madness, though. You can't blame people for. I mean, there is, there is, there is, but we're like a hundred years away, or no, maybe like. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see it in our lifetime. I don't think we're gonna see it in our lifetime. I call bullshit on that. I I don't think we're gonna see it in our lifetime. I don't. I think we'll see it towards the end of. There's a lot of shit I didn't think I was gonna see in my lifetime. They got robots reproducing, Robert. That's true. I did see that. I thought that was weird. I was like, what the my God? Terminator's coming for us. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. Not only that, they got robots literally running everything. <laughs> and, they have literal uh, prosthetics where like, um, it's like a winter soldier arm. You know what I'm saying? Like people, they have haptics and all the rest of that. They can, they can like hold things. They can cook. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it all. I feel like it. It really all depends on how it's done. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is, is all everything. in how much you do it or how much you don't. Like, if you if it's only used for, again, the VR can get addicted. I can, I'm sure, because I actually want. I asked for that for Christmas, but if it's like an arm thing like that, cool. Like that gives someone a better quality of life. Like that's awesome. If it's like. Uh, if the robots become more like servants and not really, you know, like take over the world like Terminator, like that could be good. You know, it can actually give people more time. Think about it. If you had a robot, again, I'm going, I'm going sci-fi here, right? Like almost like the Jetsons, because you know, like how the Jetsons robot just clean their house. Yeah. Like imagine again, I like about to be married with a kid with possible kids in the future. Imagine. You go into work regular real world, your kids are at daycare, but you don't have the time to clean. And again, I'm speaking from experience. You work, you're trying to juggle cleaning the house, doing the yard work, taking care of the dogs, doing any extra work that you have to do at home, watching the kids, bait the kids, do all, you know what I'm saying? Like all that little shit, like that, if let's just say you had a robot that can do your dishes and vacuum your house while you're not home, you come home, you get more quality time. Yo, did you not see the movie iRobot? I'm just saying, I know that it can go bad. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> denying that. Like I get, I get that it can go bad. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, but I'm saying if it's done right, it could be very helpful. It can give people quality of life with family versus that. Like, I mean, think about the fucking iRobot I, I vacuums. 
Like, what's the pur- purpose of that? Like, I can easily just take a vacuum and vacuum wherever I got a vacuum, but they got those iRobot things that just vacuum it so you don't have to do it. So that's one less thing you have to do. Imagine if the, 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 if you had like a shoot from your, all the floors in your house that just went right into your, into your washing machine, wash your clothes. And then there was like a thing that just shot your, your wash clothes in the washing machine into the dryer and then shot it back up into the rooms. One less thing you got to do. Laundry takes a long time with you got kids, bro. I'm doing laundry like every fucking day. Everything you just mentioned is literally pushing us into a Wally state future. Well, again, it all comes down to how the people react to it. There could be there could be people that are like lazy ass fuckers that are like, "Oh, I don't got to do nothing. I'm gonna sit on my ass and do nothing." But then there's people like, "Wow, I got all this extra free time. Look how much more productive I could be." I feel like they're gonna be productive for like a week, and then like they're gonna be like, "You know what? I I can sit here. This will do this. This will do this. This will do this." And the next thing you know, they're like, "I don't got to do that." Because you know, check this out. Anakin had CP3O and R2 at one point. He was all right. Exactly. He just wanted to kill <laughs> babies. That's all. I mean, he just wanted to kill babies. Crazy. <laughs> he, burned his, he burned half his body off, realized he burned his dick, and turned into Darth Vader. So, <laughs> maybe I should have used Luke for that analogy because Luke had both robots at one time, too. We'll go with Luke. Uh, and he had yeah. a robotic arm. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if Anakin put an NFT in C three PO, so it always <laughs> it always goes back to him. Yo, bro, you... but think about that. The picture of Leia could be an NFT. R two D 2s picture of Leia. Holy Luke. shit! The transmission right there, and it's nostalgia. And you know everybody's gonna buy it. Well, up bro, okay, right, here here's another scenario for NFTs, right? Let's just say like you're a sports fan, a fanatic sports fan, and let's just say the team sucks and they're not ha- they're not selling tickets. They're not you know they're not really selling tickets because their team sucks. What if they were to go? All right, we're gonna offer all season ticket holders uh, a, like an NFT for buying the t- just the season tickets, not like an individual ticket. You'll get an NFT for, let's just say, I don't know, the the Giants, like the New York Giants. Let's just say you buy season tickets for the New York Giants. You now own uh, NFT for the 2021 or 2020-2021 season of the New York Giants. Now, during the season, let's just say it's just good for that season. So it includes the tickets, but because you bought the NFT, now you could flash the NFT with your phone and let's just say you get free drinks and food while you're at the game, free parking. Uh, you, if you get there early enough, you get a free uh, – or, or after the game, you get a meet and greet with one player per game uh, that you go to since you have season tickets. Or you know what I'm saying? Or you, you can get – you can get you have the, the raffle to – out of all the season ticket holders, you can get raffled into winning box seats for the game. Or you know what I'm saying? Like – and it's just for that season. And then – the next season they do it again, maybe add different perks, so then that incentivizes the people to, or let's just say, buy it every year. And then let's just say they win in this year, 2020, 2021 season. Now, you now own the NFT of owning a season ticket in that that winning season. So that, that the mm-hmm. NFT doesn't go away when the season's over. Right. You still own it. So if they win the world championship or the Super Bowl, now you now own a piece 
of that Super Bowl season. It's so now like... you could sell that NFT, even if it's not doesn't have all the perks that it had in the season. But you could still like, like what was it called? Uh, when people like remember the past stuff. Um, I it's just said uh, nostalgia. Yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me that there's like people that are 56 years old that loved the 70s Yankees that wouldn't be like, oh my god, I want a piece of the 70s Yankees, right? Or the 2000 Yankees, or whatever team you want to go. Like diehard sports fans are diehard sports fans. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Again, I'm going to this. If like Dan said earlier, if your tickets to events are NFTs. Think about it. How many tickets to an event, sports, concerts, anything that you bought and you threw it out? 90% of people. Some people okay. save them. So let's just say you were to go to the WrestleMania that Undertaker lost. Did you know Undertaker was going to lose? No. But if no. it's an NFT, it is in the blockchain, smart contract, cannot be thrown out, cannot be removed. Now you own a ticket to the WrestleMania that Undertaker lost. Are you telling me that there's not one Undertaker fan out there that was not able to go to that or to go and get a ticket there that would not pay up the ass to 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 own that to own a piece of history? Bro, just think of the movie we just watched, The Eight Bit Christmas, with the baseball player that had "fuck" written on the bottom of his bat, and how yeah. much that. Card because it was a it was a card that was messed up and they didn't blur it out. That same concept, mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. always going to be valuable. Better to be or something. But it now is. think about it like this. Again, I'm, I'm my mind's going now. Mm -hmm. Think about those Charizard Pokemon cards. Money. They're worth six figures. Easy, six figures right now. Think about how many of those cards. That were ruined because kids had them. ruined out stuffed in jeans and put in the um, washing machine. Yep. All types of fucked up. Imagine, imagine though, imagine though, if it was attached to an NFT and you had both in good condition. Let's just say because you have both in good condition, each three hundred thousand. Let's just say you bought it and the card gets destroyed. But just the just NFT. the ownership of the NFT is still there, and they were both three hundred solo or together, so six hundred. Now the card's ruined, but the ownership value of the NFT is still half the price. Yeah, that goes back to the the whole um, artist album concept. You know, how many people have thrown out their uh, album covers and Spots because they have them in the little CD flipbook gimmicks. They don't have the, mm -hmm. the fucking books anymore or posters, you know? It's crazy how far an NFT can go. Yeah. The you can do with an NFT and just having more personal ownership with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And going back to the profile picture stuff, like the NFTs, like, yeah, those those honestly might be a little silly right now. And you know, like I said, the crypto punks, like they went from like five hundred bucks to like fucking millions. Think about it when it comes to the metaverse. Let's just say 
you owned a you own a plot of land in the metaverse or whatever in whatever one you wanted, and you make like a little museum or something, and you are one of the people who own a CryptoPunk, and some other ones, and you have them displayed on your property in the metaverse, and you so charge to come into your property, yes, and, and view your digital art. Exactly. 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 Wrestling. Wrestling. You're gonna have Andy wrestling in mocap. <laughs> but even, dude, that now, okay, let's talk about wrestling real quick. Let's just yeah. talk about wrestling real quick. Let's just say that you can, uh, what's the word? You can now make a finisher move that no one's using. Make it your own, tag it as an NFT, own the property rights of that move. Now that whenever someone uses that move, they have to pay you. Because well, it's not like – because think about it. Do you think Stone Cold went and said, I'm going to go to a lawyer. I'm going to go pay the lawyer to then make the, the stunner a TM or whatever thing and make it that no one else can use it unless they have to pay me. No. No one's doing that. Cause how much how much um, effort is that? How much effort is that? Flair did it. Flair but, did. Flair did it for different different rights and stuff. And so it's almost the same exact thing. You but know? think about how long Flair's been around and how much money he probably had to spend. But he was making so much money it probably didn't even bother him. You know how long companies have been trying to monetize images. Like I remember um, being a freshman in college in like business class, and that was like a ten-minute conversation about how Pepsi was trying to monetize the circle, that red, white, and blue circle, so mm-hmm. that they could charge people to like use it whenever they use the product in movies and like um you know sports advertisements and like shit. Andy's water and bottle like right now, posters. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like, oh, you're using our image, you owe us money. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. Do that now, especially if like you see it on TV. Like, you don't just see a random uh, Domino's truck roll through your favorite Marvel movie. Like, no, like oh, they're getting paid for that shit. Yeah, they're getting paid somehow, some way. So, Dan, did you hear about this? There's a coin called Hero, and it's a meta. It's a meta uh, coin. Their goal. Okay, it's not a reality yet. Their goal is to, if you want, you can get your image scanned. You as a person, you could step into a machine, they Mm -hmm. scan you, and then you are put into their metaverse. If you are, if they shoot movies or anything in the metaverse, or if they do games in the metaverse, and your character's in said game, you're going to get royalties, right? So that's cool, right? But now think about it in the aspect of human relations. Let's just say, again, I'll use my, my, let's just say my mom was around and she did a scan. Her voice, height, look, hair, everything, her. She passes away, which she did. I can now go into that metaverse and see my mom for cool. who she was. She might not have, it might not be the memories, you know what I'm saying? 
but it would be the voice and the physical appearance. Like, I can see how that did. I can also see how that would foster um, mental health issues and possibly insanity. Oh, or of even course. like yeah. with some, with some people. Uh, with every good, there's a bad, though. You know. What I'm yeah, with that, there there always has to be like um there always has to be some type of balance. Also, yeah. it makes me think of like um not to veer off, but like Dave Chappelle's Comedy Central deal when he was describing it in the special, and it said that Comedy Central owned the likeness of and and name of David Chappelle um, throughout the entire known universe. Like that's what the contract said. Or some crazy verbiage like that. So it's like, are are there gonna be these long ass contracts with I accept on the bottom, and that's the only button you can push? And now the metaverse owns your likeness forever and all time, and you as can't long as, back? as as long as you get the whole purpose is if they take your likeness, they pay you. Yeah. Just because you're getting paid doesn't mean you own it. So you have to have ownership of your likeness and name. That's, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, that's true. Because you can I accept your you can I accept anything away today. That's true. If, but if your i if your iPhone updates itself and it says it needs X Y and Z permissions with certain shit, a lot of times people don't even read it. Okay, I want my phone updated. That's a whole <laughs> South. That's a whole South Park episode that turned into the the fucking centipede episode. Remember that shit. Oh, it was that yeah, that episode's disgusting. <laughs> that episode, that episode is so it's so bad. Like that, epi- I think that was the same season where they had the gluten episode. Do you oh, remember probably. that one? Oh, that, that's just so ridiculous stuff. So bad. <laughs> but going back to like the visual stuff, let's just say okay. Again, I I like this stuff. Again, I don't think I would end up doing mental health or anything like that. That I would go crazy. But just think about in the sense of. My mom, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say her likeness, her voice was there. Banks has never met her. So if mm-hmm. he ever... I can't tell him this is what she right. sounded like. I can't tell him yeah. that. He'll never know. But if there was a metaverse that her voice was there, her likeness was there, whether or not... It, obviously, it's not really her. But if he can go... If I go, hey, let's go see grandma. And at least he can see her... And even if it's not her mind, obviously it's not, but you could program it to say, hi, Banks, I'm your grandma. Like, that's huge to some people. No, that is. That's like um, that's like the Kryptonian Codex when he put the little obelisk into the computer. His pop shows up. Yeah. I was just about to go there with that. It's, it's, in, it, that, I think that would not only, <laughs> people but i can definitely see where because as you're saying this like me personally like i'm thinking of dad and like if i had a spot like how different the past couple years would have been if like i could go there and be like hey dad this that and the third happened what do i do and he's got you know i mean and we're not far off ai is literally around the corner from us like you have ai into that as well they're able to answer you have conversations it's like the uh, supergirl and car talking to her mom in the ai in the room that they created for same concept i think it would be huge for people it would help people but i can also see where you're coming from where it could also leave people stuck to be like yeah of course is, 
But what I like you know about I mean? that idea too is that um that to me is honestly the best way to do a will. Yeah. 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 You, you ever seen Coco? You ever seen Coco though? Themselves. Um, and then they give the family like a password, and that password will unlock like the hologram, so to speak. Yep. It's like the Kryptonian key. You yeah. Got yeah. That, unlock it. But you ever you, now, I have think you seen? If my father had that. Like, um, me and my brother would have had it a lot easier because, um, uh, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, and you guys know that my father passed away in February. And um, we spent days looking through pounds of like paperwork for any type of will and testament information. Couldn't find anything. Wow. So now I think about it in that capacity to where like, because um, he was supposed to have some type of policy taken out, like after he had an accident or, or whatever, to have something set aside for that uh, time in his in his life when he passed on and we couldn't find any proof of that or evidence of it at all so to be able to have an actual like representation of that person like some type of manifestation that says no this x y and z is here 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 and here's the proof you know and like we said verifiable nft that has a blockchain smart contract information traced back to um, the source can't be overwritten or rewritten. Yeah, that's that could be huge for a lot of people, especially people whose parents um, have uh, Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoa. Think about like uh, an Endgame when uh, Stark died, and then he left that message for his daughter, like "Love you three thousand yeah. kind of thing. Imagine that being on like everyone's grave. That, you know, it's like a, you would record it while you're still alive, obviously, like hopefully before you get to a point that you can't record it. And it's almost like a holograph of you just being like, hey, everyone, I love you. Like, just, you know, I'm here. And then you, it's like one of those things that you need a key to, to like, so you're not going to the graveyard just hitting buttons and making all these dead people like talk, you know what I'm saying? But like, probably augmented reality. Yeah. But like, yeah. There's so much, it's just like, like, like you guys are saying, it, it can get really shitty and like people can get mental illnesses and like rely on it and really get like, but people are doing that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's people oh, who, can... who's lose parents now who just never recover, who like sit at people's graves and just cry and just never really get going. So it's like people do that now. So, like, what would be the difference? I guess the difference would be that little val- val- uh, validation that they can hear their voice. But, maybe, you know, I don't know. I think also it's um, it'll definitely be important for, like, record keeping and, like, culture keeping. Uh, you know, because, like, a lot of people, they, um, they miss those stories from, like, their parents or their grandparents. Or they, like, kick themselves for not really listening and be able to, like, pass down, like, certain traditions. Dude, food history. Recipes. Yeah, you know I mean? Grandma's recipes. Oh, I don't know. I, I would just watch her do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just think wild. About, think about it that way, too. Like, I mean, I know it's extremely off topic, but, well, not really. It's based on what we're at now. Like... Again, AI is right around the corner. You're able to talk to AI. You're able to interact with AI. AI can interact with you back. Imagine, you know, being at a grave and having 
AI within each and every grave put in to where you're able to go and you're able to literally interact with the AI. You know, it's not really them, but you go there so you're able to talk to them and see them and interact with them. So when you go to say like spend Father's Day or like a Mother's Day or a birthday or Christmas or something, you know, you're sitting down for a little bit, but you're able to interact it's a good thing because then like you said you can show your kids you know this is who they were you know you're they're able to talk to them at the same point i can understand where people would create um new i I don't want to call it a lie necessarily but like create new things in their head of where like oh if i go here then this is where i get all of my information from you know what i mean so i can see how it is a good thing to help with like grieving or just helping like just being there when you need those days where you need to hear from them again then again the same part of where like i could see you know just me speaking on my own experience you know when i was in a dark path if i went and i was able to talk then i would rely on if ever i get into a bad spot i need to go there and ask a question you know what i mean but it is good like it's it just shows it's crazy how where technology is going and how good it is for the world in certain aspects as long as we use it the right way. You know what I mean? As for anything, for NFTs. You could for, also put like limits on it. Let's just say like I were to die and be like, all right, I'll my hologram will be available on my birthday, Christmas, and Father's Day. You yeah. Can, you can't talk to me any other day. Like – my hologram will not be visible. It will not come around. So, it, like, it takes away that thing that people can't just sit there every day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you put limits. You put limits on it, and kind of maybe that. I don't know. It is. It, we're going like on the death aspect of everything, but like it is such a, a concept that the NFTs like allows us to happen. And I'll change the subject a little bit if you want to go back. We can, but just with the blockchain and NFTs and like the smart contracts, like. This whole fucking the election was stolen bullshit would be over real quick. Like they'd be like, nope, the smart chain, the smart chain verified the election was not stolen, and there's nothing, there's no arguments, there's nothing. It is locked, loaded in the smart chain. Nothing. Nope. It's shut the fuck up. We're moving on. Like that shit would end so quick. All these lies, mm-hmm. like any government lie, whatever side of the lane you want to talk about. Everything will you cannot you would not be able to lie anymore. It will be documented. Everything, right? And it would be like so and so said, babies are the greatest (laughs) thing in the world, but then so and so voted for abortion laws. So and then you go boom, and then all they have to do is like on these like political commercials. You know how like they talk shit about people. They don't even have to do that. They'll be like. Here's the here's the blockchain showing that they said this, but they did this, and they said this, and they did this. Facts. Now imagine they use that for um speeches because there's a lot of issues with um people's like speeches and sound bites and interviews being taken out of context or whatever. So now what if you have the entire audio file as an NFT and it's non-corruptible? Yep. Like you can't edit it at at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean it's, it's raw, it's it's there, type shit. So you can't mince people's words up and uh, make it sound like they were saying something that they weren't. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I feel like they'll still do the same thing though. Like they play 
they'll play like a small piece. Of but here's the thing: if it's an NFT owned by somebody, let's just say it's an NFT owned by the government, the news stations will not be able to play them altered unless they get permission from the government or they will say if you're going to play a clip you got to play the whole thing well yeah as long as they're able to play the whole thing because i can see them only playing like six seconds of it like yeah i said that you're going to take retaliation meanwhile the rest of the clip being like we don't condone this that and third blah 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 so you mean it's still how do we get to media corruption? <laughs> I'm just—I'm not even saying media corruption. I'm just saying it would NFTs, blockchain, <laughs> smart, smart chain, blockchain. It, it, touches it, it touches everything. It literally touches everything. It's gonna encompass everything gonna that big... we do. It's gonna encompass how we verify in, information. It's gonna be—it's—it's gonna, it's gonna be how we exchange information. It's uh, the—it's the gonna be the Bitcoin saying, "Don't trust, verify." But yeah. think about this now. Where does that put the banks down the road? They'll be that fucked. That's it. That's, isn't that the point of DeFi? Yep. It is. But, like, at the same time, like, we have both right now. So, like, technically, the people who are in it right now is living the good life because they have one or the other. No one is just going to be one. But think that- about this, Andy. Think about this. When banks take your money... They don't tell you where your money's going. Oh, a hundred percent. They'll take a hundred bucks and then they'll go, Oh, uh, yeah, we're gonna they're not telling you, but they're gonna go, We're gonna lend that hundred dollars out and make six percent interest back, but we're gonna pay you point oh two. Where's that five point eight going? It's oh, going right oh. into their pockets. DeFi, the whole purpose of DeFi is to go hey, you're going to lend us money, you're going to give us liquidity in the coin or the company or whatever it is, and we're going to give you a fair balance of, let's just say, anywhere from two to fucking million percent, depending on the project, and they have to be transparent because everything they're doing is on the blockchain. Max, I just feel like somehow, I mean, I'm with that a thousand percent. You both know that. I'm afraid that it's going to get so in so that somehow some way someone's gonna find a way to corrupt it dude it's the blockchain it cannot be corrupted that's the thing it's all smart capture it's all proof for now so then how did how did bitmark get hacked for 200 m's so it so the okay how do i say this it's the DeFi was not hacked the protocol was not hacked. The smart chains was not hacked. The all that stuff. The blockchain was not hacked. It was the actual exchange. So think about like this. Platform was hacked. Yes. So think about it like this. If Chase got hacked, would mm-hmm. you blame the money or the people or the tellers? Would you blame the tellers? Would you no, blame, you blame Chase, the programmer? Boom. Yeah. Okay. Boom. That's usual. Yeah. Because you think about it. You can't go, oh, Bitcoin's blockchain is the reason why BitMart and only BitMart was robbed. That doesn't make any sense because Bitcoin's everywhere. Right. It's the reason right. why BitMart got hacked is because their security as an exchange was not strong enough. And someone hacked it. Mm. 
Just like, um, I mean, there back in the day, like 2013 to 2019, there was bigger exchanges getting hacked. There was, you know, Coinbase got hacked and, and all these other big exchanges got hacked. But then they were like, uh, we can't have that happen anymore because we're, we make too much money. And then they got better security and they keep up with the security all the time, which is why, hey, not your keys, not your coins. They tell you never keep your coins on an active exchange like that for said reason. Because an exchange can get hacked, and if it gets hacked, your coins are gone. And 99% of exchanges do not give you your coins back if they get robbed. Now, do you guys have physical ledgers? Uh, I need to get one. I have my I have my coins everywhere that I don't actually have enough in any one place that if let's just say I don't know one exchange that I use or what I don't actually I don't use exchange I don't keep coins I have like hardware wallets like so like I have wallets on my phone which is mm -hmm. is safer than exchanges but like a ledger or a treasure or like an uh, offline wallet is definitely much safer because if it's offline, then it can't get hacked. Um, but if at any point any of the exchanges I have money on, if one of them were to get hacked, it wouldn't crush me because I have my stuff scattered so far and like everywhere that it, it would not it would not destroy me. That question was more for like the viewers than for y'all. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, just so that way, like anyone who's listening and not aware of like the benefit of having like a physical ledger yeah you know i mean to like go and like google that and see if like that would be the um the thing for you but um i can explain yeah, it safety safety first yeah definitely safety first i'll explain it so like you got an exchange that holds coins you have uh like i guess a, a phone wallet or something like that that you can do that but your phone can get hacked people can steal your keys all that stuff like you know your phrase so uh basically a hardware wallet or like an offline wallet is a is a wallet that you were you have to keep like it's harder to have because you have to make sure you don't forget the passwords and yeah. those hardware wallets have like a 12 word key, uh, phrase like a seed phrase that if you lose those 12 words for any reason you're fucked That's um it. yeah you're you're just fucked so like a hardware wallet i would say is like more or like an offline wallet, whatever you want to call it, is more for like experience and like kind of like you know what you're doing because let's just say you were to have bought one or a hundred Bitcoin in 2011 and you put it on a hardware wallet and you forgot the password, those shits would be worth a couple mil right now, you know? So it's, it is safer. It is 100% safer. And like hardware wallets, people put in like um, safety, like security boxes in like banks and stuff. Yeah. And or puts them in safes in your house or stuff like that. I know people who like the 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 twelve uh, word seed phrase. I know people who have put like six of the words on one piece of paper in their house, another three at their mom's house, another three at their cousin's house. So like they never have it in the same place. So if someone were to get a hold of their wallet, they wouldn't have the phrase to get in. So it yeah. does give you more safety. Um, the only thing about that is a lot of times it doesn't give you the flexibility to move in and out as fast as if you just have it on your phone. But I, I and this is just me. You do you. If you have, 
if you have enough money on your phone that you were like, oh my god, this is like a fucking fortune, go get a hardware wallet, get off your phone. But if you have like, let's just say, I don't know, under 200,000, under 100,000, you might be okay if it's scattered, but never have it sitting in one place. And then once you get to a certain wealth yeah. line, definitely start getting it offline. But when it comes to coin, like I feel like those barriers are so much easily breakable. Like I had a guy on my lift maybe like a month ago who said that if he was able to um, buy Shiba before, like when it wasn't allowed to, um, I think we weren't allowed to either buy it or like sell it in New York State. Some some crazy restriction like that. There's always He's like, ways. I, you yeah. just gotta know but, uh, loopholes. But like, uh, apparent apparently he wasn't able to get it at the time when it was like lowest to get. And he was like, if I had been able to invest legally, then I would have cleared like a billion dollars. I was like, excuse me, dude. Me and Andy were in Dogecoin, like when it was point. Zero 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 one, hmm. and now it's like it. Well, it jumped up to like seventy eight cents. Now it's like twenty three, but that's like three zeros away. Like, and that was when me and him were like, ah, eh, let's throw twenty bucks here. <laughs> like, let's just throw forty bucks here. Like, ah, eh, fuck it. If this one pops off, cool. I was, no. I was, I, I put, I posted something in the group today. Um, what? Let me see. This time last year, just in reality, just to show you how fast crypto can explode in one year. Last year today, mm-hmm. Bitcoin was 19000 Damn. Even with this crash, it's like forty nine right now. Ethereum, which is like 4500 right now, was less than 600 mm. Uh Chainlink. It was like three. Huh? What? It was like three fifty, like last. Year. Who? ETH. It was like three fifty. No, it was it was five five ninety two. Okay. He's doing um, year to date. Yeah, year to date, year to date. Okay. Um, Chainlink was thirteen bucks. It's like twenty five now. It was up to fifty. It crashed. Like I'm talking about, like pre, pre all these crashes. Cardano was fifteen cents. Cardano's high was three bucks. Polkadot was five dollars and fourteen cents. That shit hit sixty bucks in one year. Crazy, staggering. That it's like, but again, I look at it like I'm going overall crypto market now. Mm-hmm. Overall crypto market as of right now, it is. Let's see what the the total market cap is. The total market cap of all cryptos is two point three nine trillion the whole crypto market okay is apple like three trillion or something like that my point exactly is that one company in the stock market is three trillion okay crypto has been around a lot less than apple so let's just say in 10 years crypto goes from let's just say round it up to 2.4 trillion to 24 trillion in 10 years which with the meta with nfts with 
Bitcoin scarcity, with more with more countries and businesses adapting Bitcoin, with more countries and and all these adapting all these other coins. Are you telling me you don't think in ten years that for the whole world, I'm talking the entire world, you don't think from two point four to twenty four trillion is reasonable? Dude, oh, especially when other countries start accepting it, because it's like all right, what have people been coming here to do for the longest? Work and send money home. So now imagine you don't have to go through like Western Union and all these other loopholes and bullshit to send money back home. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take days now. either. It takes seconds. Which is what and, they're doing. And it's the same value. They're not devaluing it because the other country's money it might be like less than ours. They're putting it at the same exact price. Right. And the fees are a fucking hell of a lot cheaper. Even with even with Ethereum's like ludicrous gases. But think about that. In ten years, if it goes from two four two point four to twenty four trillion dollars in ten years, what would all these prices be right now? Bitcoin dude would be like five hundred thousand a coin. Easy. Probably. Ethereum, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand a coin. Cardano, fifty dollars, sixty dollars a coin. It's a, it's two dollars right now, like a dollar. But then imagine, right imagine the staking. Like people are probably going to replace their um, their four hundred one ks and IRAs with just holding and staking coin. Dan, I am currently staking a coin called Time T I M E. I could show you <laughs> off pod. It is currently earning like eighty thousand percent. Jesus Christ, eighty thousand <laughs> percent. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Dude, I got I got cryptos earning from one point three percent to fucking eighty thousand percent. And the crazy thing, there's coins that are offering like a million and a half percent. I don't tr- like when you get like that high. I'm kind of like, a- yeah. Even my eighty thousand percent, I'm still like. But I didn't put too much into it that if it crashes, like, I'm not dead. Um, but why would – dude, why – okay, we're going in again. We're going, we're going rabbit hole. Who cares? Let's go. Why Let's would go. anyone – why would anyone, in my terms, leave any money in the bank? Why? I'm going to give you why. Or When you put money in a bank, you're getting 0.02%. Per year, and the bank is taking your money, and is making way more, and giving you way less. Back in the day, grandparents, great grandparents, whatever, they were getting ten, fifteen, twenty percent at a bank. Like that was just a thing because the bank wasn't fucking greedy as fuck, and was actually paying. Hey, we're lending your money. We're gonna give you some for letting us have the money in our bank to lend out. You go to like. Celsius, an app called Celsius, they're paying 10% on USDC coin, which is a dollar coin, which stays a dollar just like the US dollar. Mm-hmm. So if you got 10 grand in the bank making 0.02, when you could go put the same 10,000, mm-hmm. transfer it over for the same 10,000, and have it in something earning at 10%, why? Why would you be in a bank? There's no reason to, but people do it because they 
feel more secure because that's what was taught to them down the years. Because that's that what the norm. Right. That's yeah. that's the norm. But we're that's their truth. again, we're coming out of the we're coming out of the norm. We're go we're going into different you ways to... of working and spending money. Dan, mm-hmm. let me tell you this. The only thing that I have in my bank account, and because mm-hmm. I haven't figured out how to change it yet, is my mortgage. Everything else, Dan, I'm I'm being dead ass serious. I pay with crypto. Mm. Everything. I believe that. Yeah, I have to figure out how to do that. Oh, I could teach you, bro. It's not that hard. Like it's 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 way simpler than you think. It is incredibly easy, and on top of earning, let's just say my USDC coin. On top of earning 10% for holding it, I'm also earning up to 4% back on cryptos. Mm-hmm. So I'm earning 10% oh, for letting the money. Huh? I'm earning 10% no, for letting it sit. I my car into CarPlay. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm earning 10% on my USDC while spending my USDC earning 1% to 4% crypto back. So I'm earning to earn to earn. Hmm. Oh no, I'm earning to spend to earn. It's crazy because like when you think about it, the successful people use other people's money to make themselves rich. So if you think about it, you're using, and me and Rob talked about this before, you use other ways to earn crypto to then invest and hold crypto to then earn more crypto yeah it's just it's a wild concept dude it's just a wild it's yeah it can go in so many different places it's a rabbit hole that once you're down it's really hard to pull yourself out yeah, pretty much. And real quick, like they were saying, like imagine um, oh go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say there are NFTs, um, that literally pay you for holding them, kind of like cryptos do. Like yep. I'm in a I'm in an NFT called Sympathy for the Devils, and if you hold the coin, hold the NFT, they give you ten of their tokens every day. They just started doing this, so the token is like not worth that much. But as the project gets bigger and better, that coin is going to be worth more. So let's just say in five years, if this project is still popping and these coins are worth $25 a coin and I've been getting 10 a day just for holding it. There's a there's one called like CyberKong, I think, and it's the same thing, but it came out earlier. They give you 10 bananas every day. These bananas are, I think... They're worth to the fifty bucks, right? They're they're worth fifty dollars a coin. So you're making five hundred dollars a day for holding a fucking JPEG. Just for holding a coin. Yeah, and holding it's honestly NFT. got me thinking because like I was gonna start, I was gonna start looking into mining, and then once I saw the money you can get from staking, I'm like, you might as well just invest, hold, and stake. 
instead of going through the trouble of setting up a rig because like reading into 2.0 they're basically going to make mining eth like obsolete oh yeah yeah for for ethereum yeah they're probably going to do that for a lot of different ones they're not going to do that for bitcoin though well, well no. the energy well, they... consumption is fucking nuts that's surprisingly, why. but surprisingly, I'll be honest with you, that's a lot of FUD that people pass around that Bitcoin mining is like consume so much energy. The Some of the biggest, I'd say about 90 to 95% of the biggest Bitcoin miners in the world use renewable energy. So like they're using air, wind, water, volcanoes. So that's how you get around it? Yeah. Dude, El Salvador, El Salvador, an entire country is mining Bitcoin with a volcano as their renewable energy. They're using the heat from the volcano. On, now imagine on, in if the... Iceland did that. Exactly, bro. Like, Have you seen the documentaries on Iceland? No. It's the world's leading country for green energy. 90, 93% of their country is ran on um, green energy. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. He's on TikTok who uh, does Bitcoin mining and literally um using um the the windmill uh thing for energy they spent I, like I think two billion on like the entire process of it i know that there's miners that uh are right near like a river or something or use solar pa- panels or like it's the thought of oh bitcoin energy is going to take all blah, blah blah it's like most of the people who are actually like businesses that are that are running mining rigs they're all using renewable energy. So the cost of the energy and the cost of the chips shouldn't concern somebody who wants to set up a rig. Is that what you're saying? It's still a lucrative investment? Uh, for like us, like as an individual, if you were to run, I don't know, like one to five, it is definitely going to increase your electric bill because – Let's just say you're not – like if you had solar at your, your place or whatever, like you'd probably be good. But like if I were to throw a bunch of rigs in my house, like my energy bill is going to be affected pretty nicely because I'm not using renewable energy. Um, but you have to think right. for Bitcoin at least, every four years when the halvening happens, it actually becomes more difficult to mine. So that's why a lot of these big mining rigs, um, they have so many – and they, they are using renewable because let's just say for this four years, because the, the halvening happens every four years, it is at a certain difficulty level. In the next four years after that, when the Bitcoin mine, the Bitcoin rewards get cut in half, it's going to be that much harder to mine. So you need to keep the energy down or you'll never have profit. So like let's just yeah. say you were to do it now and you have one mining rig and you, you, you profit. After like, let's just say it takes you a year to get your profit and then every the, the next three years are all – like it took you a year to get your initial investment. The next three years are all profit. Once the next right. halvening happens, it's going to be harder and if you didn't get your energy cost down, you're not going to be a profit anymore. That makes sense. So if you think about it like that, yeah. But then there's other there's other cryptos that you can mine there's other that coin- are easier. Yeah, there's other coin to mine. Yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting like that's I'm still waiting on my fucking helium miner since July fucking people will take him their sweet ass time <laughs> I saw that coin go up 100% since I've been waiting for this fucking miner 
so aggravating. Dude, you could you can mine on your computer. Like there's there's websites that you can go mine shib for free. With just like like a CPU, a regular CPU. Yeah, because the way it was explained to me was that you have like you need a CPU and then like a few like quality GPUs and then um, you run the like algorithm and then you have to overclock the GPU to like prove what you did and then you sell the GPU. No, you like you have to sell the coins that you're mining to make profit up until the point that you make your initial investment and to cover your costs. And it's hard to mine unless you know what you're doing because, one, if you have someone make it for you, they're probably going to upcharge you because mining's in demand. But if you right. were like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to make it myself, miners are in demand, but also the chips that are needed to mine are highly in demand because they're not only used for – That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, they're not only used for mining, but they're used for regular computers. They're used for they're used for gaming and shit. Gaming, all the shit. So yeah. like and then with the supply chain, so let's just say a regular card that you need would be three hundred. Now now people are, are up in the mining game. So now let's just say it's now six hundred for the same thing that was three hundred a year ago. But now with the supply chain issues, it's now twelve hundred a chip. So now you're paying three times more for the chip to make a miner that could would probably only be profitable for another two years because the next halving is in 2024. Yeah, because those NVIDIA, um, those like high quality NVIDIA chips can be upwards of like $2,500, $3,000. They didn't used to be though. <laughs> for one chip. But that's because of, that's because of the, um, the shortage. Um, exactly. Everybody was feeling the shortage. Honest, honestly, that's why I put that um that one uh topic in the chat about Rivian, the electric uh, truck company. Like they had to push their release date to like, um, you know, non-employed uh cu customers. I think like three or four months. So the only people that are getting Rivian trucks right now are the people that work for Rivian. They're also overhyped, in my opinion, because they. They have such a high market cap for a company that hasn't even sold one car yet. So let's just say. Have you seen reviews of this truck though? I haven't, but the thing if it's only if it's only employees, who's going to give it a bad review if you're working for them? True statement. You got to wait until you got to wait until uh, the auto reviewers can. Some of the auto reviewers have driven it around Rivian's like track that they set up or whatever. No one's like actually opened her up on the road yet. Um, as far as far as I know, that's what I'm saying. Let's just I think say there's, like, one YouTube video of a guy doing like a cross country haul. But let's just say like it. that it. It's like let's just say the market cap's up so high right now that the value is is so high. Everyone's like, oh my god, this thing's going to the moon, and they don't have a car sale yet. And then the cars come out, they're shitty, and then the stock plummets, and then they go out of business. There was another, well, there was another company like, that 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 happened to. You know, you know what it is. They've also said that that's another reason why they're not putting cars out right now is that every single car has to be like pristine and and perfect. That's going out to a to a customer or whatever. I can understand like the issue of like mistrust in a company that hadn't hasn't produced a car for a customer yet. But like, I don't know. Where would the world be if 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 uh, Tesla had all that type of distrust? 
in the beginning, which they did. A lot of people were shitting on Tesla um, when it first came out. And some of those early Teslas had, um, uh, what, what was it? I think, like body frame issues, like, like where some of like the body wasn't all together. So I think they want to learn from like those mistakes because they've got people from Tesla and Ford over there. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm ex- I'm on I'm on the side of the fence that's excited for the car. I'll, I'll yeah, of course. I mean, the 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 yeah. potential's awesome, and like that's why the hype, that's why the stock's up right now because the potential and the possibility and the the you know what I'm saying, but it was too hyped too fast that if the car sucked, then that shit like all these people are gonna lose mad money. Be pissed. Yeah. I mean, but that's how stocks are. I mean, sure. if it's an IPO, any IPA, yeah. nowadays any IPO moons because people are just like, let's hope we can get in early. But, you know what I'm saying? That's what just... They did for Doge. Huh? Did look what they did for Doge. They did the same thing for Doge, if you think about it. I mean, not in the same like concept of it, but they hyped up everything. Yeah, popped off. And all the people that were in super early, they sold off on the top, and everyone's been just holding back since. Yep. How many people do you think that bought in at seventy cents when it hit seventy four and dropped, or seventy seven dropped? When it hit seventy cents, that's when it was at its more popular, and everybody got into crypto because of those. And then guess what? Those people that bought in super early that made fucking nine figures were like, "Yeah, we're out." Yeah, why would why would they stay? But then that crashes the price, and it hasn't even come close <laughs> to that price since. Yep. Yeah, they inflated the fuck out of Doge. That was um, that was crazy. I feel like they're doing the same thing with Sheep, but you know, any of those yeah. mean coins that they, don't really have value. They say that once you like hear about something and it's widespread popularity, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you have to sell. It's what's buy the news, sell the sell the. Uh, no, it's buy the rumor, sell the news. Pretty sure that's what the saying is. So if you hear something about the pop the off, hype, sell the news. Yeah. yeah, you buy the rumor. So it's like they're like, oh, this new thing is gonna come out. Oh my god, yeah, this new thing. You buy the rumor, and then as soon as they're like, oh, it's not fair, it's not real. Boom, you sell, sell. Yeah. Cum rocket's gonna blast off is what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, Andy loves his cum rocket coins. <laughs> Dude, at least we have the technology to track all these coins and the trends. You know what I mean? See how it performs over a week, over a month, over a year, type shit. I mean, we've had that with stocks for forever now. It's just it's now. yeah. It wasn't readily available to where to where like I feel like people could like see it and um. But have a breakdown and understand what's go- going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I feel I would, like today I, things are a lot more accessible. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like, I think the pandemic. Yeah. How it sucked in many ways, but I, the trading apps, the stock apps, the crypto apps, a lot of them became more mainstream. That gave everyday normal people the opportunity to trade, learn, and you know, watch the markets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I feel like this might be like one of our longest episodes uh, ever. I feel like we've touched on a lot of different things, which is always oh, yeah. fun and exciting. Um, 
if you guys have any last things to say, um, if not, we could plug out for the upcoming weeks. Andy Coin to the Moon. Andy Coin to the Moon. <laughs> Come Rocket, baby. Come Rocket. Blast off. Whoa, Daddy. Whoa, Daddy. Oh, the Whoa, Daddy Coin. Whoa, Daddy Coin. Ah, man, you were on the same brand. Whoa, Daddy Coin. Whoa, Daddy Whoa, Coin. The, the Disaster Party Coin. Ooh, maybe one day. Maybe the one D- day. DP Coin. The DP Coin, baby. That can mean many different things. Whatever you wanted to think it is, it Holy is. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> well daddy alright on that note uh, some of our upcoming episodes we have, we're have we booked all the way till January 9th so let me run down we got next Ooh. week next week next yeah. week we got the office revisited them Andy. boys are busy yeah we are next week we got office revisited Andy got cut off before didn't tell us if he's watched it or not he's got one more week he's got one more week ladies and gentlemen how far are you Andy uh, I think I might make it I think I might make it mm, I guess we'll see <laughs> I, I guess we'll see all right after that after the office episode yes we are reviewing this movie the weekend it comes out spoilers ahead get ready will there be three spider-man we don't know but we are going to review spider-man no way home i got my tickets already i already mentioned that let's go 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 the week week after that december 26th the day after that xmas baby we are doing horror xmas movies with Brent and Shawnee D. Also, Brent and Shawnee D will also be on The Office Revisited because they want to fuck with Andy as much as I do. Bring it! Uh, they have not told us what horror, horror Christmas movie we're watching yet, but they've got some ideas and we're going to watch it. Uh, January 2nd, we're going to do, uh, you know, a 2021 highlights of our episodes through the year of 2021. Am I hearing a year of review number two? Oh, year review number two. And then January 9th, our last scheduled podcast, we are reviewing Matrix 4, baby. Red or blue pill? What you gonna take? I'm gonna go into Wonderland and see how far the rabbit hole really goes. That's I'm right there with you, bro. Morpheus. So you gonna shave your head for the movie, Andy? Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) So, as always, I want to remind everyone to like, share, rate, review, comment, subscribe. Give us a five star on all podcast apps. Subscribe to us on the YouTube. Help us with the algorithm. And do all that. Keep on touch with us on all our social medias. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Dan, we missed you. We're happy to have you. Hope you had fun. Brother, thank you for having me on here, man. It was a great conversation. It was a long conversation, but I think it was a great conversation. It was awesome. We got, we got in the, in the deep of things. I honestly didn't think we were going to go this long. I'm like, oh, my God. 
hope we've got enough content for the for the show. I know they come with quality. So, so we, uh, we went we went all the ways, man. We went up, we went down, we went up even more, and then we went down. There was a lot of death talk. There was a lot of fun talk. There was a lot of in the future talk. There was a lot of money talk. There was a lot of goofy, pop culture, nerdy, comic book talk. But at the end of the day, it was fun. I loved it. As for Disaster Party Podcast, yeah, I'm great episode. Rob Cedeno. I'm the one true world daddy, Andy Vivian, the American icon. And we are out. Bye. Bye. Peace, 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 peace. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now.